You are listening to episode number 52 of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. In today's episode, I can't wait to talk to you about this idea of helping our children foster independence. No matter what age they are, I think it is so crucial that we implement these very quick and very easy steps that you can put into practice today right after listening to this episode. So if you are ready to do this, let's jump right in. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mompreneurs out there feeling torn between raising a thriving family and building a business you love. I'm a photographer, community founder, podcaster, wife, and mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to you multi-passionate mamas. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to maximize your productivity and find peace in motherhood and business. That way you can have time for the things that really matter, like binging your favorite show and cookie dough. But seriously, are you ready to transform your life from feeling frazzled to focused and be equipped with the tools you need to juggle all the things? If so, you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with you today and can't wait to get into the topic. But first, I wanted to reintroduce myself for those of you that may be new listeners or just in case you're wondering who the host is behind this mic. My name is Ashley Freehan, and I am the founder of The Purpose Gathering. Now, if you are a returning listener, then you hear me say this every week, but the reason why I want to remind you who I am and what I do is because listening to podcasts can become so routine, right? We pop in our headphones, we listen, you might have a a list of a bunch of episodes that you're listening to, and so it's easy to forget the mission behind each podcast. So that is why I reintroduce myself every single time. So for those of you that don't know, The Purpose Gathering is an online community dedicated to support service-based mompreneurs and help give them education to grow their business, give them empowerment to get out of their own way and stop holding themselves back, but also to really give them the tools that they need to not sacrifice their sanity or their family in the process of growing their business. And I do that a couple of different ways, one of which is through this weekly podcast that airs a brand new episode every single Wednesday. And I also have a monthly membership community. I call it a mastermind community because when I hear the word membership, it makes me think of like a Netflix membership of a bunch of information that you're just getting thrown at you. Um, But the mastermind community is called the Purpose Gathering Collective. And really the heart behind that is to help moms who want to go deeper and who need actual accountability. And they want the education, but they don't just want any education. They want the right education. And so that's what we do inside of the collective. There are master classes every single month. There are group coaching calls with me, and then also little sessions that I give them every Thursday, which are video sessions. And I kind of go deeper on a number of different topics. But the reason for this is because I really want moms to have bite-sized information that they can digest easily and start getting into the routine of 
not only taking the information in, but then actually starting to implement it and working through it with their accountability groups. And super exciting news, the collective actually opens next month, March 15th, to the public. But since you are a loyal listener, I wanted to give you the opportunity to get in right now. So if you're interested in learning more, be sure to check out thepurposegathering.com slash collective. And I can't wait to walk alongside you and give you the tools that you need to help you grow your business while still maintaining your self-care and a great family dynamic with the people that you love. And one more little spoiler alert before we get started with today's episode. I am finally going to be starting to offer one-on-one coaching. This is something that I have been thinking about and I keep getting questions about and so I know there is a need for it and I just wanted to put it out there. If you guys are interested at all in learning more information, shoot me a DM over on Instagram. I'm at The Purpose Gathering. Okay, but that's enough about me. Let's get into the nitty gritty about teaching our children how to be more independent. Okay, now I mentioned in the intro to this episode that some of these are going to be applicable for children of any age, but primarily I'm going to be focusing on the younger age children because that's what I have more experience with. So just for context so that you know, I have a six-year-old son and a nine-year-old daughter. And so as we just kind of jump right into this, I'll be giving you, um, you know, examples of when they were little, but also like real time as well. Um, But I think that the same principles can be applied at any age. All right, so let's get into the first tip here, which is to redirect instead of remind. And I think this is a really big one. And it's one that I think a lot of parents have a hard time with because we just are innately wired to remind our children, right? Don't forget your shoes. Don't forget your water bottle. Oh, did you go to the bathroom? Don't forget. Don't forget. And we think that we're doing them a service by reminding them. But what we're really doing is we're ingraining in their brain that they don't need to think about what they need to do, because we're always going to make sure that they get it done. And so avoid reminding them and just point them to a checklist or a list of expectations, whatever it might be, redirect to something that will start to teach themselves how to be responsible. So I always like to give the example of the morning routine. So getting your children ready for school. Again, this can be any age, even if your kids are not going to school yet, but you're just getting out the door. There's still a routine that every child needs to do before they leave, right? Things like use the bathroom, brush your teeth, brush your hair, put your shoes and socks on, get dressed. Obviously not in that order. Um, But what I think is really cool is to create a checklist with your kids with pictures if they're young or just words if they're older. But heck, I'm an adult and I still like things with pictures. You hear me say this all the time. If something is pretty, I am more likely to use it and to refer to it if I like the way it looks. So I think the same thing applies with our kids as well. Make it fun, make it something that they can be a part of and create a checklist of posted expectations. 
Now to make this super easy for you, I actually have a checklist template that you can download and use and you can actually change the pictures and the text so that it fits you and your family's needs. You can grab that by heading to thepurposegathering.com slash checklist and it's a really great way to lay out everything. So for my kids, they both have a morning routine checklist, they have an after school checklist, and they have a before bed checklist. And I recommend printing several of these for each child and posting them various places throughout your house. So maybe one is in their room, one is in the kitchen, um, just so that they don't have to run up and downstairs or they don't have to say, oh, I don't know where my checklist is. Like you just have multiple copies everywhere. So that can't be an excuse. Another thing that I want to mention while we're on this topic of redirecting instead of reminding is to ask open-ended questions. So things like, what is next on your checklist? What are you missing on your body before we go outside? Or something like, hey, what should we do about these shoes on the floor? So it's allowing them the opportunity to think about the question and then actually respond. Instead of you telling them exactly what to do, you're helping foster that independence so that now they have to start coming up with their own ideas of what they're supposed to be doing. Okay, so let's talk about tip number two, which is facilitating independent time. Now, this, of course, can be applied to any age because you want to start to give your child a time that they play by themselves. So maybe they're used to playing with their siblings a lot, or maybe they're used to coming home from school and watching TV. What that is just teaching their brain is that they always have something or someone else to entertain them. And what we want to do is to start teaching them how to entertain themselves. And so what this could look like very easily if you have a young child who has stopped napping is to replace their nap with quiet time. Now, this is something that I don't even know who I heard this from, but it was so genius that I adopted it right away. The day that my daughter stopped napping, I just knew, okay, she's going to do a quiet time. And I wanted it to be the equivalent to her, her nap time. So it was about an hour and a half to two hours, which you can't just expect your child straight out the gate to be independent for an hour and a half to two hours. Like that's just not realistic, right? I mean, I guess some children could, but for the most part, you're going to have to ease your child into this independent play, um, especially if they've not really done it before. And so you might start with small chunks of like 15 minutes of them playing by themselves and then slowly and gradually increase the time until they can be in their room for an hour and a half to two hours. And that again is at your discretion, especially, you know, depending on their age. But with my children, it was about an hour and a half And then as they started to get older, it was an hour and a half of independent play. And then I allowed them to do like 30 minutes of sibling time where they played together because that usually meant things got louder. That usually meant that they were, you know, possibly arguing and needing me to step in more. And so I would only do that for the last 30 minutes. And I want you guys to also think about this independent time as being a time where they can start to kind of dabble with what they're interested in. And so allow your kids to have a say in what they do during this independent time. So it could look like, you know, 
a couple of different activities that they do only during independent time. And so maybe you have a special box that they can only get out during independent play. And this is something that, you know, they helped put together. I also talk about this a lot inside the collective because there are so many mamas in there who have little kids, but it's important to know that you can still facilitate independent play when you're in the same room with your child. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be by themselves. It could mean that they are in a corner in your office and they have their own desk that they play at while you're working. It could be that you set up a little playpen area and you're working on the couch. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be upstairs in their room or down the hall with the door shut. Like, totally understand that if your kids are younger, they're going to need a little more supervision. And so you get creative with that. But just letting your child know that, hey, this is your quiet time is what we call it. This is your independent play, whatever you choose to label it as, make it a big deal and make it fun for your kids. And remind them, especially when they're younger, like, oh, mommy's right here. I'll be, you know, I'll be right back. And just remind them that you're coming back, right? I think that's the hardest thing for kids is that separation anxiety of knowing like, well, if I'm here all by myself and you're over there and I can't get to you, what does that mean? Are you going to come back? Do I, can I ask for a snack? You know, like, I think it's just so important that we set up these expectations for our kids that it's okay if they need us, but the more that you can kind of detach yourself from that. And the more that you can give them their own independence, the better. And so maybe if they're a little bit older and they can regulate their own snacks, that could be something like, hey, it's your quiet time right now. You know, I'm going to set this timer for 30 minutes and then I'll be sure to bring you a snack after 30 minutes. So they have something to look forward to. If your kids are a little bit older, you can even give them a timer so that they can keep track. Okay, I'm getting my snack in 15 minutes, you know. Um, I think that's really helpful. And the same can be said with older kids. I think as my kids are getting older now, it's not really difficult for me to foster independence. Like they really want to be independent. Um, But I think like as kids get older and they become teenagers, they might so they might regress a little bit, right? I don't have teenagers, so I don't know. But I can just remember being a teenager and like just not wanting to do anything and being, you know, a little lazy to say the least. And so I think if we're talking about teenagers in this regard, facilitating independence could look like giving your children a list of expectations. You know, if if you want the privilege of having a cell phone, this is what you have to contribute to the family. If you want the privilege of living in my house rent-free, these are the things that you do to pay your rent, so to speak. And so I think there are a lot of different creative ways to foster that independence with your children and giving them real-life practicality of the sense of, hey, you live in my house for free, but did you know when you move out, it's not free? And this is what it looks like. And this is how much things cost. And actually kind of bringing your teenager to reality and letting them know that, hey, you're going to be 
on your own pretty soon. And if you aren't learning the practical steps that it takes to live out on your own right now, it's going to be a rude awakening for you. And I don't want that for you. Okay, so let's move on to another part of this facilitating independence. And that's bringing in the sibling component. So a lot of my listeners have siblings. And I think it's a different dynamic going from one child to two. Because when you have one child, yeah, they might be a little more needy because they don't have a playmate. But then you're not having to deal with all of the arguing and the issues of sharing and using kind words and kind hands and feet and all the things. So I just feel like there's just an added level of chaos when you have more than one child. However, I think it is so crucial that from a very young age, even if your children are older, it doesn't matter what age you start. It only matters that you start this concept that I'm about to share with you. It's so important that you foster sibling bonding and teach your children how to create a team environment. This is so huge because I hear so many parents that just allow their kids to like play separately. Well, just play in your own rooms. Just leave each other alone. Just don't worry about it. Like they kind of feed into the fact that their siblings are annoying, which is not the way it has to be. You know, it just because you have siblings doesn't mean that it's normal for siblings to fight. And that's what I want to share with you guys. Like, I don't want that to be normalized. I want you to feel empowered in your family to create this peaceful environment and to teach your children how to love each other, care for each other, and actually look out for each other. That's a really big deal in our family. And some of the ways in which we do this include a lot of that sibling bonding that I've talked about in previous episodes. You may have seen me posted on Instagram is letting our kids come up with their own traditions, letting them do sleepovers together, even though it might be annoying and mean a little bit of lack of sleep and obedience the next day, right? Because they're a little overtired. Um, But these are things that are going to allow your children to learn and grow, which is so important in teaching them to be independent. Okay, and the third and final tip I have for you guys today about fostering independence in your children is to release control. And I know this one quite possibly might be the hardest one of the three, is letting your kids make mistakes. So we just talked about that in the sense of, you know, sometimes my kids don't get enough sleep. Sometimes they're a little irritable the next morning, but I'm allowing them to make a mistake. I'm allowing them to to learn from that mistake and say like, hey, you were up a little bit too late last night. If you guys want to do a sleepover again in the future, maybe we should go to bed a little earlier to account for, you know, the chitter chatter and the winding down and the coming off of like the excitement. You know, when you're so excited, you can't sleep. That's kind of what I'm talking about here. So allowing your kids in the comfort of your home and with your guidance to make those mistakes so that you can teach them and guide them and show them a different and a better way. And as I'm saying those words, I want to back up a little bit and say, I don't want you to show them 
everything, right? I want you to help them facilitate this learning for themselves. So allow your children to be detectives and ask those open-ended questions like, hey, how are you guys feeling today after your sleepover? They might be feeling great. They might not even realize that they're irritable. And then you could say something like, did you guys get enough sleep last night? What do you guys think we could do next time to make sure you get extra time to chat? Because I know that's always the funnest part of a sleepover and we don't always get that time. So what do you guys think that we can do next time to make your sleepover even better? And so I think just giving your kids that opportunity to be independent and to be problem solvers is going to go a really long way and allow them to feel empowered and like they have a sense of control. I also think it's so important to let your kids get messy. I talk to so many moms all the time that refer to me as a cool mom because I let my kids do Play-Doh, I let them use glitter, and I let them paint. And I'm like, no, I'm not a cool mom. I just am a mom who knows that if you allow your children the freedom to be messy and the freedom to do things that they want to do within reason, you're creating very resilient, emotionally intelligent children. And so in a previous episode, I've talked about this before, but I totally feel led to speak about it again. I want you guys to learn to say yes more often to your children. I think no becomes such a blanket word in as a parent. And we say it a lot. And it becomes so watered down that our kids just expect us to say no. So maybe they're not even going to ask us because they're afraid we're going to say no. Maybe they're going to sneak around and do it anyways because we always say no. And so I want you guys to be thinking about this. How can you turn your script around? Even if the answer is no, how can you not say no and make it positive and say something like, wow, that is such a cool idea. You know when would be a really good time to do that would be X, Y, Z. And tell them when a good time to be would be to do that. And I think that empowers your children to know, okay, you know, it might not be a good time right now. And so I've actually taught my children to ask that question. Mom, when would be a good time to play with Play-Doh? Instead of just straight out asking me, can I play with Play-Doh? Because they always ask at the worst times, right? Um, But we don't want them to know that. We want to empower our children that they can do what they want to do. They just have to do it within reason and within boundaries. So I hope that makes sense to you guys. I hope that you are ready to start ditching the reminding and instead start redirecting and actually facilitating that independent play and that sibling bonding because I think that is so crucial and important to enhance everyone's family dynamic. And then finally to release that control and say yes as often as you possibly can. Okay, so before we end our time today, I want to leave you with four questions for you to ponder and think about today and start to really get a good picture of how you can start implementing some of the things that you just learned. Okay, so the first question is, what blocks of time during the day do my kids play independently? Number two, what are some things that my kids are ready to do by themselves? Number three, in what areas can I release control so that my kids can have more independence? And number four, do I need to change anything to create a safer environment in which they can be independent? 
I would love for you to take a minute and ponder these questions or if you have some time to journal through them and really start to put a plan into action because you know I am all about taking action, not just listening to the information, but actually doing something with that information. All right, mama. I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. If so, I would love for you to take a screenshot of it, share it out on Instagram, tag me at The Purpose Gathering, and let me know what your biggest takeaway was from the episode. And I cannot wait to connect with you more over on Instagram. As always, Mama, I am here rooting for you, and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You were created to thrive with purpose and not just survive. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. For more resources and to become a part of our amazing online community and connect with like-minded mompreneurs, head to thepurposegathering.com slash resources. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to subscribe to the show and leave me a review on iTunes. Each review is so valuable to me and helps more mamas like you find the show. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.